I got the horses in the bag, horse stock is attached, head is matted black, got the boosters black to match, riding on a horse. Ha. Welcome back to our Three Poets in a Pod podcast, and thank you to our director of music for that beautiful intro. For a quick recap of our last episode, we discussed the strong presence of religion throughout the Romantic Era poetry, and we had a ton of fun doing it. So, we're back at it today to discuss how we can see a consistent theme regarding the passage of time in the same era of poetry. How's everyone doing tonight? All right, all right, all right. Hello? Jace, you there? Yeah, do you not hear me? I just said hello. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I got a question for you guys just to bang this right out the bar. Right out the park. Here we go. So, obviously, the passage of time became very important to authors of poetry and literature in this area, era. Obviously, you know, it relates to what we had talked about in the last episode, where everyone was questioning their purpose on Earth, you know, and the passage of time made their purpose. Less important, more important, who knows? Um, but I'll start off with just mentioning the fact that one poem where the passage of time is clearly illuminated is Ozymandias. And Nikki and Chase, I know you guys both looked into that. Do you guys have any comments on the presence of this theme in that poem? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ozymandias is a, it's a pretty short and concise poem that basically tells the, 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 teaches the reader the fact that, you know, time and stronger or not necessarily important but stronger than any human or mortal being so it's kind of interesting when we see like the quote you know my name is ozymandias king of kings look on my work ye mighty in despair you know that's written on the pedestal that's in the sands showing like this great statue at one point massive and now as time's passed it's you know it's in the sand so it kind of shows how how powerful time is yeah, also to add on to what Nikki said, I think there's like a there's kind of a double meaning with the word despair. Of course, he, uh, of course, it's one coming from Ozymandias where he's saying like despair, like fear, my greatness. But at the same time, it's like I think also the double meaning is that it also is like despair, like time, because now because uh, now the statue, you know, of course, is decayed and withered and and, uh, you know, everything lays in despair. So I think it just kind of built into the this double meaning was kind of with the fear and, you know, that, that comes with the patches of time and decay and the inevitability of time. Yeah. I think it's interesting because like, physically and scientifically time is never to the human's advantage. You know, as you get older, your, your bones grow weaker and your voice gets raspier. And Time's mind... winged chariot is hurrying near. Absolutely. Your mind grows slower. You only have so much time. So, I mean, it's hard to bank, on your legacy lasting forever when time seems to be really decaying in your favor in most things. Um, but I think to go against kind of what you're saying in science, you know, over time we've seen science just grow so much better as time has gone on. So I think that's, you know, a potential benefit on the other hand. Absolutely. And that like, that even just magnifies it though. It's like, we're using our best scientists to try and fight time. You know, like we're trying to get medication, we're trying to get vaccines and serums and everything and just to fight the time and the growing of old, the growing old. All right, we're going to dive back into the literature aspect of this and we're going to look into our class book, which is Frankenstein. I'm going to ask the question, did either of you see the passage of time in our class book, Frankenstein? 
Absolutely. You know, it played, it played a big role. Um, a place where I saw it, uh, Chase, I'm in my group uh, for our presentation, you know, the little PowerPoints that we did, kind of I dove into the negative effects time had on Frankenstein while he's trying to make the monster. Like we saw him become, you know, ha- really weak and, you know, stressed out. And he ultimately had that nervous fit or nervous fever, as they call it in the book. So, yeah, the passage of time, you know, really affected Frankenstein early in the novel. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's interesting because, I mean, Victor Frankenstein goes into this project thinking, I'm so excited to spend all of my time on this. That's all I want to do because I'm creating something new for mankind. But, I mean, over time, it's just it just shows his decay. Like, now he's regretting all of that time that he spent that he could have been doing on different things. Yeah, um, I think I think that's an interesting thing to explore, too, is, like, of course, there's obviously, like, the main, like, kind of thing, the main line of, like, t- time flies when you're having fun. But is that also true for, like, the contrary as well? Like, even when, like, things are, like, when things are, like, extremely bad, like, and you're not, but you don't really realize it. You're kind yeah, of like, like, up. like you're subconsciously like, just going through, like, a horrible routine. Is, like, time flying the same as it would be if you were having, like, a great time? Time flies when you're obsessed with something, whether it be good or not. Yeah. You know? Um, I got – here we've had some great talks so far i've got one more question for you guys it's a little personal veers away from literature how can we preserve our time and use the most of it i'll answer first because personally i think that like the technology obviously is just taking over our world whether it be good or bad everyone has their own views but i think that like putting down your phone can really save just so many countless seconds and hours of your life like you realize like you just your senses begin to work more and everything when you put your phone down so i think that's our best yeah you know i like that a good way to you know take full advantage of time is doing something you're passionate about and you know finding something like that for every individual i think is crucial and you know time and ultimately having a good time yeah i think as much as it sounds like kind of like trying to score like brownie points or whatever with mr rich i think honestly like reading is like such an awesome like way to get away from your phone because like if you're like outside reading and just like diving into a story or another like or it doesn't even need to be like a story it can honestly be like something like a business like a book about business or look at like anything that's like interesting to you i think that's also like a much better like use of time and you're also learning so like i think just like having something that like helps you move forward just going along with the passage of time like something that helps you develop as time goes on and like doesn't just take away from your time i think is something that is is reading so i think that would that's also like a really good alternative to like wasting your time on your phone a lot. Yeah. And I really, I really like that chase because like, I, I just thought about it. Like, I mean, when you dive into books, you go into different worlds, different countries, different people's shoes who, because we're limited on time in our life, we might not be able to experience all of it. So books are a great pathway into all those different places. And with that, we're done. Great episode two. Thank you guys for being here. Say goodbye to the family. Good night, Vietnam. See you later.